0: I'm at Camden BRI Day 2010 and I'm talking to Sarah Thomas of the Consumer and Sensory Science Department about some work that she's been involved in on-pack communication of sensory information to consumers. So Sarah, you've been involved in a project. Can you tell me how did the project come about? First of all, it came from tabletop discussions within the sensory and consumer panel meeting. One of the challenges that quite a few members found was actually how to describe their products in a way that communicated enough sensory information, key attribute words, key vocabulary, combine it with the imagery as well as all the other standard information that also has to go on the pack to do with nutrition and ingredients and any legislative information as well. It's a three-year project so it started with initial um, exercise to evaluate, we actually evaluated 60 products and evaluated the vocabulary and the images that were on pack to have a look at Uh, trying to form a glossary of terms because that was one of the things that members found that they would find very useful is to have a glossary of all the different types of sensory communication and what we also call consumer terms for them to use when they're designing and developing communication from PAC and then we did some focus group work to look at how do consumers actually interact with the not just the packaging itself but really what part of that communication on that packaging uh, are they familiar with what do they use what information strikes them do they use pictures more than vocabulary if we p- use particular vocabulary on that pack help them to envisage the likely eating experience and what how did that then affect their intention to purchase did they use the vocabulary more on certain occasions, so if they were trying a new dish or a new recipe, if they were buying a a bottle of wine or a a more luxury product as a gift. So when did they put more emphasis on whether it was the pitch or the communication or the combination of the two, depending on the occasion that they were buying that product for and whether it was a routine uh, product or whether it was something for more special. And then the final piece of research we've just done has really gone into a lot more depth and say, so if we start manipulating images that are used on packs so we trialled different types of images using people, using ingredients, using visibility of the, of the actual products through the packaging with clear windows and looking at how that um, motivated consumers, particularly in their expectations. We did a consumer trial which involved measuring their expectations, looking at just the packaging, then they actually tasted the product itself and then we had a measure of their experience. So we are able to present back to members expectations, experience once they tried the products, and then more detailed look at the gap, um, discordance between those expectations and experience, and how, those, how we can manipulate the images to better manage consumers' expectations, uh, particularly when the experience did not exceed those. And we also then linked that further to looking at purchase intent, and um, developing packaging as a whole. And again, sticking with sort of on-pack communication, we've also had another project that's recently finished looking at ethical and environmental messages. Uh, There we trialed conjoint analysis, which is a very particular consumer-led quantitative method to investigate what's driving consumers' motivations and thinking behind selecting different products that have these very strong ethical um, quite emotive messages on them and also those to do with environmental and also to look at the trade-off process between these types of messages against price, maybe free from or organic or particular brands that are strong in that area and we looked at this against um, specific categories of products such as tea, uh, eggs and milk.